Why are you laughing? <laughs> didn't Just even start the intro yet. <laughs> All oh right, Kathy, word. go ahead. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. <laughs> Meg's here. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even pull it off. Were you trying to say ho, ho, ho? Yeah, it didn't work. I was laughing too much. Oh, my word. <laughs> should we, should nope. we try again? No. Nope, that's it. That's what we got. <laughs> well, that was a new intro. We're, We're a week out from Christmas. That's all we have. That's it. <laughs> We're down to the final brain cell. Brain well, cell, see, so the kids all. are coming home today. For like Ugh. three and a half weeks, so this is my state of mind. <laughs> yeah, are your kids are off all next week. Uh, yeah, friend, they are, are done today. <laughs> yeah, don't rub it in. Fool. Mine aren't. They have school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next Why? week. Why? I very hate much. you right now. <laughs> yep. It's so mean. Sure do. Yeah. When do your kids go back? Uh, they, when do they go back? They go back, whatever the, that Monday is after New Year's Eve. So, oh, you're or, cute. That's fun. Mine go yeah, back. Yeah, well, they go your back. Your kids are, your school. The 10th. The 10th of January. The 10th. What? Why? The 10th. <laughs> That's like a college break. I know. It's not cool. <laughs> no, they go back to school on the 3rd. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure they're off all next week. I know, I know for sure they don't have school on Christmas Eve. I should probably look. I I mean, I'm assuming they have school this week. (laughs) She might have this all wrong, friends. No, I know they at least have school. Are you, Melissa? I know they at least have school through the 22nd. (laughs) After that, it's a bit of a question mark. So who knows? Who knows? Doesn't matter. That's all I need to know is that (laughs) they have school through. The 22nd. And then I can worry about what, what happens after, after. Yep. That is true. Well, now I have to look, though, because now I'm all like. <laughs> she is not prepared. Wait. Got this... you beat. Only because I have to Yeah, beat. no, they have school. I was right. They have school yeah. through the 23rd. Yeah. Well, okay. Woo-woo. I'm just going to have some extra fun and some extra shooting time with my kiddos. There you go. See? Glass there you go. half full, baby. Ooh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yes. So, this is our last podcast episode for 2021. Sad. If you can believe it. Right? What? Where did this year go? Like, what? And I just want to say, though. I mean, can we just... Let's just take a moment. A little self-adulation here. Let's do it. We have podcasted so regularly this year. <laughs> Dude, I think we've missed like three or four days. And most of those days we rescheduled. So yeah. we're doing pretty I mean, go damn us. good, friend. Go yeah. us. Little round of applause for us. Yay. Are you going around? Because I'm going around. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> it's a standing ovation. <laughs> and what kind bow. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> Where's and the course, orchestra? Just kidding. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Need some confetti up in this mix. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Let's give credit to that guy who like throws confetti in his face. <laughs> you and I was watching. I'm having my different videos on Instagram. Okay. Um, cool. But let's Fine. also let's oh, also baby. give credit where credit is due because you and I actually sitting down and talking to each other is is really like a quarter of the job. <laughs> the other really is. 
the other 75% is editing it and show notes and getting it published. And our amazing podcast editor, Eric, does all of that. And so had it not been for him, we would not have been as consistent because he's no. always like, uh, ladies, what are you doing? <laughs> What's happening? Let's get this together. So we have applause the easiest- again. Yep. For Eric. Yay. Yay, Eric. Eric. Yeah. We have the easiest part of the job at this point. And Eric definitely has the harder part of the job. I used to have that job. Remember? I know. It wasn't fun. (laughs) Thank you, Eric. Thank you. That's how we hired somebody. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Totally worth it. Yeah, talking part is easy. That's fine. It's the the rest that's, it's not, I mean, yeah, it's moving on. Oh, he does a great job. So it sounds better than when we did it for sure. Yeah. Oh, he, he makes us sound great. So I was like, I can't I know. sound that great. I sound like crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I am sitting like on top of my microphone today. So hopefully it'll be better than it was last Did you week. get in trouble? Ooh. I did get, well, I didn't get in trouble. I got some <laughs> questions. I got some questions. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what microphone are you using? And why Stop. does it sound like you're in an, in an echo chamber? And I was like, I don't know. I'm using the same mic, but I think... See, I had to move my mic off my desk because my external hard drives were causing vibrations in the background. And so I moved it onto this like TV tray. But I think last week I was getting a little loose with my, my the direction in which I was speaking. So I'm like on top of my microphone Tighten that up, today. baby. So hopefully it'll be better. Good. What we wanted to talk about today was, you know, it's that time of year. And, you know, I mean, honestly, I have... I have mixed feelings about this, like what feels like this, sometimes this pressure or this push to like set all these goals at the, you know, the end of the year for the beginning of the year for next year, because it feels a little bit like, you know, I mean, maybe you're setting yourself up for failure. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> oh, but I think that there is something to be said for intentionality of, of how you want to approach whatever it is that you you're focusing on your life, your job, your health, your relationships, whatever it might be. And so we wanted to talk today about intentionality and goal setting. And Megan and I, just before we hit record, as is always the case, I was like, Oh, hang on a second. I'm going to see if I can find something because so I think if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know how Megan and I met, but if you don't, there's an episode, I'm pretty sure it's called power partners. Yeah, sure. What year we recorded it? But we'll link it, and by we I mean Eric. We'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Where we talk about how we met initially, and so I won't go into the details of that. But shortly after Meg and I sort of connected initially back in, okay, why can I never remember? It was it was twenty sixteen because I it was twenty sixteen. Yes, the fall of twenty sixteen. So yeah, yeah. Shortly after we connected. Initially, we we said, okay, we're each going to write down goals. And that's 100% Meg, because Meg is a goal. That's what she does. <laughs> Who, me? No. Yeah. So we did. So I wrote down, it was like on the back, honestly, like this is this is how invested I was in this, in this, in this little project she had me do. I wrote it on the back of like a notice that came home from my kid's school. <laughs> like it wasn't even like in its own notebook. I was like, this scrap paper will work. I'll just write them down on here. This'll do. So I was looking for that because it's in my office somewhere. And actually I do want to frame it and like put it up in my office because, Aww, that's you cute. know, I, yeah, because I think 
you know, looking back on the last, so what, 1680, how many, what year are we in now? 2021. So five years. So Meg and I have known each other for five years. Five years, friend. (gasps) Whoa, look at us. Yay. It's our five-year anniversary, Meg. Oh, I work at us. Oh, we're going to see each other in like three weeks. Oh my God, I can't believe it. What? I know, I'm so excited. So, you know, I think I am, I am, I am hitting a, a personal milestone in my business this year that is is pretty significant for me. And I have, I think, gone about goal setting, I don't know, maybe differently or maybe just quietly, I think, for myself. Because what I found was, so I wrote these goals down five years ago, and it was for the upcoming year. And I really wish I had the paper in front of me, but some of them that, remember, that I remember specifically was that I wanted to make sure that I had at least one session every month. Like that was like a goal for me because that's how little, like that's how little my business was back in 2016 that I wanted to have sessions every single month. Like that was a goal for me. I wanted to like rework my pricing structure because at the time, oh my God, I was charging like $150. Like, so maybe not even that much of being completely honest, but and then there was like, you know, this 365 project and then there was some other things on there too. But, you know, I, I, that is how small my business started out. I mean, it started from nothing. And so over the course of the last five years, I have set goals for myself every single year when it comes to my business. I've just never shared them with anybody. And I think that was partially for my own self-preservation because I put a lot of pressure on myself to meet goals. And if I tell them to anybody else, then it becomes this like existential crisis. (laughs) That is a Um, thing. Of feeling like I'm letting people down when like I can deal with my own self-disappointment. Like I can deal with that. But like, I didn't even tell my husband, like I didn't tell anybody. And that is sort of how I've gone about goal setting for the last five years. But I'm also like a big proponent of, you know, and maybe, maybe it sounds, you know, hokey pokey or whatever, but like, like manifestation and having an abundance mindset. And I write my goals down in a place where I can see them every single day. It doesn't mean that I am like actively, like intentionally working on them every single day. Maybe I am by like a byproduct, but, but I see them every single day and that way they're there and I know that they're there and I see them and I can remember what I'm working towards. And I, you know, if I find myself in a funk, if I find myself in a season of, you know, lack of motivation (laughs) or overwhelm, like I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so with my business, I've been very intentional about, about just about setting those goals, whether it was number of sessions, whether it was number of weddings, whether it was a financial goal, whether it was, you know, like this past year, it was, you know, hiring, I had a social media person for a little while to help me sort of like get out of a rut that I was in. I've, I've outsourced blogging, like things that I knew I needed to do for my business that just are not in my wheelhouse that I wanted to make a priority and figuring out a way to make those things a priority. And so I think when it comes to setting goals, goals are only as good as the actions behind them. And so I can share a couple of, of my goals, but Meg, I want, I want to hear from you too about 
what is your goal setting process? How does that work for you? What does it look like for you? It's kind of, it's, it's a process. I mean, it's usually started in my little brain here (laughs) where I kind of sit and just process something, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a new project, whether it's, uh, you know, a certain financial goal, whether it's uh, a goal within my community, whether it's a goal with my family, you know, whatever it is, I want to sit there and ponder on it a little bit, you know, and just really give it some thought. And then some of the things that I like to do is kind of give words or mantras or uh, kind of phrases to to like my everyday or like a one, one of them is it's not really, I guess, a professional goal, but it's a personal goal. It's like, sorry, yeah. not sorry. I feel like I apologize a lot <laughs> for mm. no good reason at all. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really wanted and to. And we're told that we need to apologize for everything. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You know, that's something I really want to stop doing. I don't need to apologize for just being, you know, (laughs) so. No, um, you don't need to apologize for just taking up space in the world. Like you have that space, own it. Yeah. (laughs) So one of my, you know, key mantras this year was sorry, not sorry. I'm not going to apologize for living life. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I am living life and I, you know, I, I too am about to hit a huge milestone uh, goal that I had set out for myself this year. And it's absolutely mind blowing that it's even going to happen or could happen. But, you know, that that took time that took me sitting down and thinking. And mm-hmm. then my next process is pen to paper, pen to paper. I can't I can't think I guess I'm old school. I can't think, you know, just typing on my phone or the computer or something. I need pen to paper because my thoughts just really come out and then kind of like outline things and then start to organize and then I make movement. So once all of that, you know, thought process has been executed, then I can actually make movement on my goal or project or whatever I'm focused on at that time. Yeah. And I think everyone has a different process of what works for them. And I find myself, you know, I do, I write down my goals a lot physically as well, like pen to paper. But I think, you know, I, it's interesting because I feel I've had several different conversations with several different, you know, friends of mine, women. And it sometimes feels like we have to be quiet about (laughs) these goals, like these things that we hit and, or that they're not important. Yeah. Like, or that somehow we have to, uh, what's like, I could talk openly with it about my goals or like the things, the things that I have, the goals that I've met. Right. And and I am going to share the goal, you know, sort of a goal that I hit this year, because I think it's important to do that. Um, I'll do it in a little bit, but like with other women, I can talk about it openly, but if I were to think about sharing that information with men in my life, I would feel like I needed to sort of like really carefully package the way I share that information, Mm -hmm. which is just bullshit because (laughs) (laughs) like I should thank you. I shouldn't feel that way and I shouldn't have to feel that way. And, you know, and my husband has been incredibly supportive and he's, you know, I've, I've shared the, the goal that I, that I hit when I was, 
pretty sure I was going to hit it. And, and he's been super supportive about it. I'm not going to mince words though, and say that the first couple of years of me building my business, he was not necessarily the most supportive, uh, like, and I was having a conversation. I won't say with who but I was having a conversation just last week with someone who was dealing with something similar. And it's not that he was openly unsupportive, but it just, I just didn't feel like it was being taken seriously. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the better way to, to put it. Like I knew what I had in mind for this business and I knew what I wanted my business to be. And I was very confident and I was very like s- sort of steady in, in that decision-making process. And part of it might be because I never talked about it with anybody. So it's sort of hard to be supportive of something you don't know much about, but, but at a certain point, like I just sort of stopped asking permission to do things and just did them. And, and I think that's important to share because I, you know, I see it in a lot of groups that I'm in of women who feel like their partners are not necessarily super supportive, or maybe they're like, yeah, fine. You know, whatever you want to do, but like when this doesn't work out, you know, Mm -hmm. I told you so. And, and, and he wasn't that way, but it was just more like I knew what my, I knew what I was capable of. I knew what my potential was. And I just had to put all of my confidence into that, which is so freaking hard to do when you are literally starting all over. And that was a situation that I found myself in, um, in 2015, you know, I left very sort of abruptly left my 10 plus year career in, in higher education to be at home with my kids and to try to build this business. And it was not the ideal time in any capacity. We had a five-year-old and two, two and a half year olds. And we just bought a house and like there was a, it was not financially advantageous for me to make that decision whatsoever. Um, like mental health wise, physically, emotionally, it was the right decision to make, but it was not like, Oh, this will, this will be so fine. And if it doesn't work out, it's not an issue. No, like I had to get a part-time job to help like bridge the gaps that we could afford to like feed our kids and put food on the table and, and whatnot. And, and I just had this drive to say, okay, like I'll do whatever I need to do to obviously make it work for my family. But I have got to give this a try. I have got to try to build this business because if not now, when, and I'm, I feel like you have to start before you're ready. There's no good time to start. It's just like having kids. Like when's the right time to have kids? Never. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx, you want me a Coke or a glass of wine? You know, it's something I've really, really been thinking about hard this year is like, you just have to live for you. You cannot live for anybody else. I mean, yes, you have your family and, and you support them and everything, but honestly, to your soul, you have to live for you because no one else is going to live for you. So why are you not living for you? Yeah. No one else is going to support your dream more than you. So what are you doing? Go do it. Don't let anyone else tell you you can't do anything because it's bullshit. We're calling bullshit. This episode is called bullshit (laughs) and goal setting. Bullshit and goal setting. Bullshit and goals. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's it's very true, though, because I, I, you know, 
we are so, as women, we are so capable of so many things. And yet I feel like that we have been, you know, we have grown up in a society that has, has either intentionally or subliminally told us that we are less than. And, and I feel like, especially women, you know, of our age around my age and their thirties and forties, we are finally like, nope, we need to unlearn all of that shit. And so like, that was me at, at 35, like leaving my job and saying like, I'm going to build this. Like I'm going to build this. And I don't know why I doubted myself so much because I, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Like my dad is a small business owner. He has owned his own business for 40 years. Like I watched him build this business that employs not just him, but his, all of his brothers, his sister, like all of us kids at some point have done odd jobs there. And I saw like the ups and the downs and the ebbs and the flows of, of what that process looked like. And I don't know why I thought like I wouldn't be capable of doing it. Like I have a, you know, I am educated. I have a master's degree. I have three children. Like I'm a badass bitch, yo. And like, yeah, why did I think I would not be able to do this? But it is, it's, it's, you are stepping into the unknown. You're stepping into this, what feels like this endless canyon of possible failure. And that feels that understanding that gravity, right? That failure can pull you down, can stop you from taking that step so much. If you don't also consider the fact that you could soar, like if you never try, how are you going to know? Right. You're just going to fail. Like I talked about this. I don't know when it was last year. I don't know. I, I have a saved highlight. I think I'm pretty sure on my Instagram that talks about failure because I think it is such a roadblock to pursuing your dreams if you let it become, you know, a, a handcuffs for you. I mean, think about if you have children, think about the act of raising children. Think about watching your children learn how to do things, whether it is walking, it is putting on their own shoes, it is tying them, it is getting dressed, it is learning to ride a bike, it's doing a sport. None of us None of us would look at our child the first time that they tried to tie their shoes when they couldn't be like, well, you're a failure. Come on. Like, are you kidding me? You'll never learn how to tie your shoes. No, you're like, no, you're close. Okay. We got to try this. We got to adjust that, make these micro adjustments and try and keep trying and practice and practice. And why is it that we feel like if we're not millionaires (laughs) two weeks after we launch a business, then we are somehow a failure. Like, and it's, and I blame social media for this because it is, it is so easy to get caught up in what looks like immediate overnight success for people when you don't ever see what happened behind the scenes or how long it took them to get there. And are some people just lucky? Absolutely. Some people are just lucky. They've, they've got all their ducks in a row and it's just it, lightning strikes and it just works for them. And that's, that's, that's great. No disrespect to them, but that is, that is such a small percentage of, of people who, who start a business or who, who venture out with an idea or a project or a passion. Like it's such a small percentage, but it feels like that's the majority. And and I'll just share because I think we're, we're at that point now that like when I started my business five years ago, I had, I had my first goal when I started my business was to make enough. In my mind, it was about $25,000 to cover 
to more comfortably cover the gap that we were missing after I left my job. That was my entire goal. Enough that that it would replace a part-time job. That was it. And then I, I think in year two of my business, I hit that goal. Then my next goal was, okay, I want to make as much as I was making in, in my old job, which, and I'm just going to lay it all out on the table here. Cause why not? Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be afraid to talk about money. My next goal was to hit $42,000. That is how much I was making in my full-time job. It's, it felt like if I hit that to me, it personally, to me felt like I have proven that I can do this. If I am making as much as I was making in, in my full-time job that was taking me away from my children, that was causing me all the stress. Like if I can make that amount of money in my own, in my own business, that's enough for me. Like that's it. That, that is the top bar. That is success. I have reached the pinnacle, like boom, done. Thank you very much. Call it a day. And then I hit it and then I passed it. And then then this door sort of opened up that I was like, okay, wait a second. There's more here. Like, I love what I am doing. I love my job. I realized I loved shooting weddings. And that opened up a whole door in terms of business growth and opportunity and potential. And so I just kept increasing that goal, that financial goal specifically every year. I was like, okay, we hit 42. Can we, can we hit 55? Oh, we hit, we hit 60. Okay. And then of course, you know, so my business has grown every single year since I started it exponentially. And then the pandemic came (laughs) and it was like, Oh, are we going to have a business at the end of this year, especially for those of people like myself that are in the wedding industry where, you know, that for me, it's about 50% of my business. 50% of my business is portrait work, families, newborns, business, you know, clients, and 50% is weddings. Well, if you're looking at losing 50% of your business, potentially, that's a really sobering, (laughs) like fact. And I knew had there not been a pandemic, I knew what what my income potential was going to be for 2020. And, and it wasn't that right. I did not hit the goal that I thought I was going to hit in 2020. None of us did. Right. I was just like, listen, (laughs) at the end of 2020, I have a business. I'm good. (laughs) Like that's all I need. And so I set a goal for myself in 2020 that for 2022, this was my goal for 2022. I was going to hit the six figure mark. I was going to hit a hundred thousand dollars. That was my goal. And I have busted my butt this year and like not, and not for financial reasons, if I'm being completely honest, not for financial reasons, but just because I last year was, it was so hard to not be able to work, like to want to work, but to not be able to work that I was like, I'm going to do all of the sessions that I can possibly fit into my schedule because like, I know, right. I'm looking at this from so many different perspectives. I have all of these wedding clients that wanted to have their weddings and couldn't, and they push them to this year. And then I've got people that wanted to get married in 2021 and are trying to get married in 2021. So I'm like, okay, we'll just make it all work. We'll put you on the schedule. <laughs> and then I have family clients who, you know, who had babies and then never got to have those pictures because their babies in the midst of a pandemic. And so like, it was just this influx of people saying like, you know what, last year taught us 
that time is fleeting and we want these memories. And, and I was like, okay, we'll do it. And so it has been the busiest, the biz by far the busiest year of my business. And I have hit and passed a hundred thousand dollars in revenue. Woo! <laughs> you go girl, kick some ass. Woo! It's what it's, I like to see. And it's not even so much that it's about the money because like it, it isn't, I, I could have made $60,000 this year or $40,000 this year and been, and felt the same level of, of success because I did my job well. And because I am running a good business that provides a good experience for clients. And I have the, the most incredible job in the world, but I have got to tell you looking at what my income potential would have been in my old career that I loved, by the way, I loved working in higher ed. I would never have had this income potential. Never. Even if I'd gone back to get my doctorate, I would have to be at like a vice president or president level to be making over six figures. So to know that I was killing myself at this job that I loved, but I was killing myself. I put my, you know, my kids were in daycare. I left my twins, you know, I had to go back to work when my twins were eight weeks old. Like I think of all of the sacrifices that I made for this career that I loved. And I look at the time freedom that I have now in terms of working for myself and making my own schedule and being there to put my kids in the bus and being there to take them off and drive them to practice and, and to be a much more present parent than I ever was able to be before. And it wouldn't matter how much money I made, but to know that I, I, I built this, this is me. This is mine. Like I built this business from nothing. And now I am officially a six figure like business like that. If you had asked me five years ago, if that was ever a possibility, I would have told you absolutely not. There's no possible way because I didn't know what the potential was or what the potential could be. And I will tell you my friends that once you realize what you are capable of, once you realize what your potential is, there is nothing that can stop you. Unstoppable. You just took the words from my mouth. There's nothing that can stop you. And, you know, and we're seeing the same thing with, with Hello Storyteller this year too, which is incredible. Like, it's freaking amazing. Stop. I'm going to like, cry. <laughs> <laughs> don't start crying because if you start crying, then I'm going to start crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> but like, I mean, I go back, right? I go back to 2016 and, and Meg and I having this conversation about, you know, wanting to create this community, which we did initially through, through an Instagram hub. And then, and then Meg, Meg sort of saying, listen, I'm ready to take this step. Like I'm ready to take this leap. I'm ready to create this community. And I was like, girlfriend, you do it. Like I, I will help you whatever way I can, but like, go ahead. And, and she, and you did like you, you created this community that I've just been privileged to be a part of, um, you know, and, and to help, to help cultivate and, and to run with you. But like this incredible community that is, is bringing such light and joy into the world and such a safe 
place and constructive place for people that are trying to explore their artistic sides. And like, I think about the number of people that this community, like our mentors that are, we're providing financial support, right. To these mentors through courses and through teaching, like it's so much bigger than it's so than just <laughs> us, right. Just you or, or just the two of us, or even our admin team. It's so much bigger than that. Like, it's a global, it's a global company. <laughs> no, don't. Sorry, I'm balling over here. <laughs> but like, it's just, and, th- and that was born from an idea. It was born from a spark of, you know, we really, you know, we, there's a need, right? For a community. And, and it could only be this community because this is the type of community that, that Meg pulls together. Right. And so like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. And like to see just, you know, the, the, the growth of our community, the, the, the talent and like just in this past year, I mean, we just, Hell Storytellers only what, this is year three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The blog uh, started in 2018 and the Academy started in 2019. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be three years in January. Yeah. Like it's amazing. It's incredible. I wake up every day so thankful and so excited to go to work. I mean, it doesn't even feel like work. I just, I just love it, you know, and it's, yeah, it's so unconventional which is totally me yep. <laughs> and 100%. Uh, you know I go to the beat of my own drum and I fly by the seat of my pants and I'm wild and but I'm also thoughtful and creative and fun and then I can be serious when it calls for it <laughs> and uh <laughs> I love just bringing people together like I just really have learned over this past year that my purpose is to really connect with others, whether that's through photography, whether that's through friendship, whether that's through anything, you know, I just really, really making somebody feel something, you know, something mm-hmm. positive, something good, seeing something in themselves that they don't see, pushing them outside of their comfort zone, out of their box, really getting them to chase their dreams because they're having trouble seeing it or they they're uncertain or they don't know the next step. And, and I love connecting with people like that who just need that extra push or that extra light or that sparkle or just, you know, you can do it and and I'll be your biggest freaking cheerleader, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just, that's why I'm here. And that's what this community is about. It's about bringing everybody together because we all have this, passion in common, this, this art, you know, that we have within us that it, it really just brings something out of us. And it is this commonality that is unexplainable and it doesn't use words at all. And it's beautiful and humbling and surreal. And I just, I wake up every day to that and I love it. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like I said a little bit earlier that that goals are only as good as the action steps behind them. And 
maybe you don't know exactly what steps you need to take. And that is where having a supportive group of people around you to be a sounding board, to be a champion for you. Like that's one of the things that, that I'm so thankful for, for Meg and I sort of finding each other back then is because like, she is the biggest cheerleader. Like it doesn't matter what it is. I can be like, Meg, Oh my God. <laughs> can you believe this? Or like, Oh my God. And and she is, I mean, and she is just like the, like, she's just so incredibly supportive and it would be, it would be so easy. And I have seen it in other, in other areas of, of this creative world and business of what it's so easy to be petty. It's so easy to be competitive. It's so easy to, to cut people's down or, or to not, to not celebrate people's successes. And I will tell you what, like, I consider myself so blessed to have such an incredibly supportive group of women around me, both within Hello Storyteller and outside women that literally, we literally share the same geographic location. Like, like we could very easily be competition for each other, but we've chosen not to be. And I will tell you that creating those relationships, creating those connections and supporting and cheering on each other has made my business grow. And I don't, and I, I truly, truly believe those things are connected. If you are standing in a place where you are closed off to connection, where you are, are worried about people stealing quote unquote clients or opportunities from you, there's no, there's no, there's, that's not an environment to grow. That's not an environment that is sustainable. Like in opening myself up to connection and opening, which I would say like as an introvert, not in my comfort wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Meg's like, you know, Meg's big, bouncing around the room, talking to everybody. I'm like, I'm going to stand over here in the corner <laughs> and let people come to me because I don't want to do that. Like, so as an introvert, like that's not in my comfort zone, but to have the, the incredible, incredibly supportive group of women around me that I do both via the interwebs and both in person, like there's no way that I would be where I am without their support, without their sounding boards, without their willingness to listen, without creating those connections. And, and God, you need people that are going to say your names in rooms where there's opportunities. And that is what we do for each other. And so like, and it would be so easy to not do that. I could look at, you know, like East Coast Meg, right? Like I could look at East Coast Meg and be like, well, I'm like, she and I only live an hour apart from each other. Like, why would I, why would I be saying her name? Why would I be recommending her to people? Like there's enough, there is enough people. There are enough opportunities out there that only, I truly believe that what you put out into the world is what you get back given to you. And the more that I can connect with people, the more that I can create relationships, the more that I can, can help others along the way. I just believe it comes back to you. And I believe it comes back to you tenfold of what, of what you put out there. And so like, that is one of the things that I'm most proud about the Hello Storyteller community, because it is such a supportive place. 
like such a supportive place, both among our mentors, among our, you know, our hello creative community, like in just in like the, the Facebook Instagram community as well, right? We've got like 50,000 people in there. Like on any given day, you can scroll through our feed and it is nothing but support, nothing but support, which for a community that large is so impressive. Like we, we, it is like what once or twice a month that we have to deal with, with maybe like a random one-off incident. Like that's it. We are yeah, not yeah. spending time monitoring people in that community. Like, Mm-mm. which I'm so, it's I'm so proud of. So proud of. Yeah. Um, so I just like, I feel like I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of women in particular, just in the last six months who are contemplating making a change, who are contemplating leaving a job, who are contemplating starting, you know, trying to turn a passion into a a side hustle. And I just want to reiterate, and I just want to say that you just have to do it. You have to start before you're ready. If you are waiting for some sort of sign or signal to be like, this is the time you will miss your opportunity. If you are feeling that passion, if you are feeling that fire, if you are feeling pulled and called, then you need to just do it and, and figure it out as you go and find people that are in that field or in that project or in that line of work or whatever it is that can be a support or, or offer guidance or help or suggestions to you. Jeez, come over to Hello Storyteller. It doesn't matter what yeah. your creative passion is. We will help you. Heck yeah. <laughs> we will help you. We might be having some workshops next year in person. Maybe. Maybe. Person. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about this exact topic. Like, yep. Figuring out your passion 100%. and how do you turn that into, into something. And so if you're looking for a sign, let this be your sign. If you have found yourself on our podcast and you're contemplating a change, whatever it is, personal, relationship, professional, let this be your sign to just go for it. Just go for it. The worst, the worst that will happen is that it doesn't work. That's the worst. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to work. It just maybe you need to change it. Maybe you need to tweak it. Maybe you need to add some things or subtract some things like that's the worst. And that, my friend, is not failure. The failure is in not trying at all. The failure is in doubting yourself. The failure is in not taking the step to, to pursue what you are passionate about. That is the failure. The, the, the end goal can look however you want it to be. You determine what success means. And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. And what your version and, and your vision of success is will adapt and it will change and it will modify and that's okay. So set those goals, write them down, share them with somebody else if that's what you feel like you need to do. Put them up on your wall, put them in your phone, repeat them to yourself daily, put them on your bathroom mirror, like whatever it is, do what feels right for you, do what's going to keep you motivated and just Fucking go for it, man. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Okay. Just do it. There's there's nothing standing in your way but you. Just do it. Yep. Do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. 
damn rails, damn you. I know, right? Dang it, all those sound bites. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. The thing. Anyway. All right. On that I'm note, out. we wish you a happy holiday, a happy winter solstice, a happy end of 2021, and know that you are you are capable, you are deserving, you are worthy. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in to this podcast. We thank you for for being on this journey with us. And we know that you are going to be amazing at whatever it is you try to do. And we will see you all in 2022. Ooh, I just got goosebumps and the good kind. <laughs> all right, friends, you guys have an amazing rest of 2021. We love you. And thank you all so much for supporting us always. And have a good one. Bye. Bye.